Welcome to this week in Metropolis. Yep, King P here. And Stelio7. And welcome to another episode of This Week in Metropolis. Um, exciting episode because we've got a brand new guest on the show. A friend I worked out and I've known for probably 17 years now, which is scary because that makes me feel really old. Yeah. Paul, aka the Kryptonian Warrior. Hello. Thanks for having welcome. me. Welcome to the show, Paul. Thank welcome you. Welcome to the show. And would you like to do a really short description of of what you enjoy and so on obviously related to yeah. podcasts too. yeah well <laughs> as you can probably see i am a super geek so um i'm into everything so video games uh movies tv uh comics everything you can think of i used to own a comic shop so um did that for about two years um i've done blogging you know entertainment news blogging um twitch streaming gaming because I game all the time. I'm 42, but I still game pretty much every day if I can. I'm blind in one eye at the moment, but I can still game just. Um, <laughs> but other than that, and also I cosplay, which was in my 30s, not my 40s. But um, yeah, dressing up as Batman, Ant-Man, all that kind of stuff. So. Which I remember. I can't remember what platform it was. I was thinking before the show about this. So I remember you posting. Um, I don't know if it was Instagram or Facebook. You used to post sort of almost like tutorials on how you were doing it. Do you, do you remember doing that? Like when you was creating a, a particular outfit, you were not not necessarily a tutorial, but when you was creating a particular outfit, you was doing a bit of a behind the scenes of right. This is yeah. I think I did that on Facebook, and um, there was some Star Wars masks and stuff that I'd literally made out of foam and stuff, just yeah. randomly. Which was amazing. But one thing that stuck with me, and I don't know why this stuck with me, is my my mind retaining these things. Isn't it correct that you had to use sanitary towels? <laughs> yeah. you remember that yeah that was yeah, yeah, i don't know why that stuck well particularly it just, it's because i had to go shopping for certain things for going to a convention and one of the things that i've been told as a kind of a an inside um bit of information was that if you had a batman cow you were going to sweat in the latex because the best thing to it's do better. yeah it's, it's tight and obviously it's hot and when you're walking around um all that kind of stuff you're going to start getting hot and obviously lycra is not that bad you actually keep quite cool in lycra and it doesn't show the sweat marks but your head is going to sweat and to stop that from happening and it kind of going down your eyes sanitary towels on the head and that will soak it all up and <laughs> i had to go shopping and obviously i had no idea what i was looking for i've never gone <laughs> shopping for sanitary towels and having to go in there and kind of go all right put them on the you know the <laughs> conveyor belt with all this other blokey stuff and yeah that was that was something i put on facebook it's a good memory did it work? No, oh, that, that that's the important it thing. It did. I had one like a Mohican inside. Um, <laughs> it's like trying to soak up because obviously I'm bald. That's why I wear my hat. I got a big shiny head. Um, well, you're and, not alone. So no, you know, no, the light on mine is like blinding. It like bounces off and kills you. Um, but yeah, so I I put one on like a Mohican, soaked up the sweat, did the job. But um, yeah, I, I haven't worn the the cow since I think. So not because of that. <laughs> <laughs> So, so sorry, Paul. Do you use yeah. the? Do you did you used to use these for like um, comic cons and things like that? Yeah, I've I've dressed up quite a few times, and my, my weight has gone up and down and up and down. So I've been like skinny Batman and big Ant Man and <laughs> God knows what. But I've only used sanitary towels once for Batman, but I've had different cows that I've had to use. Um, some that are half cows where you can move your neck, some where you're completely rigid. Mm. And um, I've got at conventions. What have I done? Deathstroke from DC. If you know Deathstroke. Yeah, yeah. Half orange, half. Yeah, yeah, I've done my own version of that. What else have I done? I've done a few things. Some star. Oh, I've done Darth Vader to a couple of things, and because I had a Vader costume from the comic shop left over, and yeah. So uh, the effort that people go to. I've been to a comic con, and I went as Superman. And I, if I do say so myself, I looked the absolute nuts. I had kid, <laughs> I had I had kids coming up to me with their parents saying, "Can I have a picture with you?" I'm, I'm sure they actually thought I was Superman. That, that um, is the that's the bonus is the kids. The kids yeah. love. The costumes yeah, yeah. and have the photos taken for the adults as well, but yeah. but but some of the level. I mean, mine was literally a, an outfit that I bought online for about twenty quid. But some of the effort that some people go to, I'm guessing by the sounds of it that that you've gone to in the past, yeah, it's like another level. Mm. Yeah, 
I mean, you can find the, the bargains, but um, if you spend the money, then yeah, you're going to look the nuts. And mm. some of the, some of the stuff I've worn, I've been really like impressed with myself. Some of the stuff, not so much. I've looked back and gone, oh my god, what what did I do? But um, yeah, it's I've part enjoyed... of the learning experience, Harry. Yeah, it? the whole like, like Vader people like, aren't you a bit short to be a stormtrooper type <laughs> joke? Because I'm I'm five ten. I'm not like six two, six three Vader, so I'm a bit short as Vader. But um, just yeah, just just. It. Just out of curiosity, what would you say is your best and what would you say is your worst that you've had? It's difficult. I've loved my death stroke that I did because it was completely and utterly mine. It wasn't based on because it was before the, the Arrow TV death stroke. Mm-hmm. Was on. That's what I know him from. Yeah. yeah. And people knew the kind of latex mask. I didn't have that. I had more of a kind of a cotton mask and I had two different ones. And it was it was a really good outfit. Um, I've got it on my instagram kind of cosplay page but um that that's on there with all these little grenades and i had a sword and I, had, I had kind of guns and everything and it was it was fun people loved that one um i'd say my worst one is possibly my first batman and only because not only was i super skinny i was like about 11 stone and i've been 18 stone so i've gone up and down really massively but um yeah, the cowl was really tight, so my eyeballs were bulging. <laughs> it was, it, I, I've got a very long, like what I call aliens, like head, you know, Geiger type aliens yeah. heads. It's long. So when you buy a mask and they say it's a 23 inch head, that don't do the job for me. <laughs> I put these cowls on and they stretch, and so my eyeballs are kind of like that for the whole <laughs> time. Batman. Yeah, so I have to buy them a little bit bigger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it looks like I need a crap. But yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah it's i'd say that one was possibly my worst ant-man i've had good and i've had bad and I've, all the other ones i've i've loved doing them it's just when you look back on them sometimes you're like i'll tell you one thing this is probably not something i want to say but putting the cod piece in for batman and then it going skew with to the <laughs> side and then when your photos are there when your photos are through and you're standing with a skew with cod piece that's the worst because then you look at it. It doesn't matter how good the rest that's of the outfit is. It, no, it doesn't matter. It's just you're, you're focusing. Oh my God, look at the, the this <laughs> leading tower of Pisa in your pants. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Amazing. Yeah. Well, do check out. I mean, we'll, we'll. I'm sure Matt will give a little plug that you'll be able to see on the screen somewhere. Well, um, I'll put some of these pictures on the video as yeah. you're talking about it. Yeah, sure. Cool. Okay, I'll send you some. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, but yeah, so welcome. Good to have a little intro there for Paul. Thank you. Um, but we are here to talk about things that have caught uh, our eye over the last week, and we'll get Paul's opinion on them things as well. One of the first things I wanted to mention was, and we'll keep this brief because there's not a great deal of information just yet, but the Dune trailer, which came out this week, um, or in the last week, I'd never even heard of Dune, the movie. Matt, you told me oh, it was out. How in... dare you? How dare well, you? Well, maybe <laughs> I'm showing my age a bit. But um, Matt, Matt, you said you've seen the. Original... I'm, I'm aware of it, and I, I think I've seen bits in the film, mm. like the the original one. I don't know, but and everyone judges me because I've never Paul seen the film. Um, I'm a, I'm obsessed, mate. I've watched it like maybe 30, 40 times, a three hour version. I'm obsessed with it. The old then? What is if you can do a summary? What is the story of June? Because that, from me and James's perspective, we've seen the new trailer, and that's yeah. probably as in depth as we've got. So, what what is the story? Oh, um, so Paul Atreides is uh, the son of a duke, and it's it's pure sci-fi. So it's different planets, and there's a planet that they name nicknamed June. It's called Arrakis, and it's got spice on it. And this spice is um, something that not only is it just like sand, but it's extremely powerful to create um space travel folding space so different aliens different species use it to fold space all this kind of stuff and there's a battle over this planet of who's going to run it who's going to control it um the harkonnens who are these disgusting um kind of humanoid um people and paul atreides not that i want to ruin it but he's on a path to almost godhood so becoming super powerful and the spice affecting him and there's these people on june um, I can't remember what they're called now, the something, I can't remember, Blue Eyes, I'll remember it in a minute. Um, and they've been with the Spice for a long time. They get these blue eyes, bright blue eyes from it, and they ride the worms, as you've probably seen in the trailers, mm. giant, giant worms. And the film is literally just a battle of all the different 
aliens they're all humanoids but aliens yeah. um trying to get control of june and it's that doesn't sound brilliant but the original 1984 movie that i've watched even recently the three-hour version there's 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 a normal version there's a three-hour extended um it is classic sci-fi mm. like back in the day it was you know there's the kind of the special effects and stuff yeah. the little sealed outfits and stuff so i love it and the fact there's a new film, I'm, I've, I'm not 100% a hundred percent on. You're a bit torn with it. I've, I mean, that's I've, I've, seen, yeah. I've seen trailers where it's uh, put the original with the new one, and it shows that the almost the the script is the, almost the same. Like what's yeah. it actually in the trailer, and also the visuals of like putting the thing to his neck and whatever, and saying you're going to put your hand in here if you don't, yeah. if you bring it out, you're going to die. All that kind of. It's almost identical. So I think it is literally a remake. Hmm. Um, I'm I'm fine with the actors load of brilliant mm. actors yeah. yeah but having looked at it i've gone don't like the suits not sure about the worms uh, so we'll, we'll see it's like I, 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 star wars or star trek yeah. I'm the... well exactly and I, but... I think from from having never even heard of it before and then seeing this trailer again i, I for, for me looking at it as as a clean slate with no um prior knowledge to the original i thought it looked incredible yeah um and and again one thing you mentioned there was the casting like you know, there were so mm. many like top level, really good actors, yeah, yeah, really good, and and I think I think it could. Uh, I saw a question on Twitter earlier, which was, um, "What does everyone think of which one's better, the Batman trailer or the June trailer?" Not that they should be compared, but I guess it's for big films coming out. Yeah. For me, I think as much as I'm excited about Batman, I, I think June looks. It's, for me, maybe because it's yeah, it looks yeah, epic. Epic. it looks it's original as well, yeah. like. Yeah. We, we, the problem with Batman is there's so much hype around it that, and you're comparing it to all the previous ones. And, and I've got high hopes for this uh, new version of the Batman, but for June, yeah, I, I think that could be, um, I think that could be huge. Yeah. It, it so probably much. will be. I'd probably like it as well. It's just that you, you, you look don't at want it, to. No, I don't mean that's exactly the thing. It's almost like Batman. It's kind of like, you want to like it and you see that end bit where he beats the hell out of that yeah. person and you're like now that was the best bit of the entire trailer the entire trailer looks good and dark but that was the best bit mm. and for june it's going to be special effects more than anything i, I mean the, you could put any actors in june and it's gonna it's gonna be june but yeah you know the actors oscar isaac and josh brolin and whatever they're gonna be mm. the thing yeah. that brings you in so yeah i watching it there were so many bits where i thought Wow, I wonder where that is. Oh, I wonder how that fits in. Oh, wow, what's that? What's that bit? Who's that guy? And amazing. And and again, that is because I'm looking at a fresh eyes, and it is that sort of anticipation of all these things. But yeah. do you mate, think because of the um, you know, you're you're a huge fan. Uh, I assume you are as well, Paul, of, of Star Wars with the different planets and things like that. You think that could be a a, a similarity to towards that sort of film that's why you're intrigued by it mm, definitely yeah I, I think and that was the um you know we talked just about the mandalorian and the, mm. the, the, the new mandalorian mm. trailer i felt exactly there you go this I is felt, the way <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love that throughout that whole series their little um um phrase like this is the way and that his, yeah. his little mate um and it is so didn't he say something like that i can't remember he would say uh, i have spoken yeah, that's spoken. It. Yeah, I have like... spoken, and he's just like, you can say them now, like you say it to the missus. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going somewhere. No, you're not. I have spoken. I have spoken. <laughs> it's amazing. But watching the Mandalorian um, sort of second series trailer again, that was so I had a similar feeling. That yeah. I said yesterday, they're going to that ice planet, wherever it is. You think, oh, where, where are they going? You know, what's that? What, what are they doing there? Incredible. Yeah. yeah. Did you enjoy the Mandalorian? Well. I take it the the first series. Probably. Oh yeah, yeah. I was obsessive about that, and yeah. I watched all the um the Disney stuff on um how they made it and whatever. And I love the Baby Yoda. I got a Baby Yoda pop vinyl and all mm. that kind of stuff. But um, and I'm I've ordered like the the ten inch Mandalorian pop oh. vinyl with the uh, baby next to him and stuff. So. Oh, yeah, it looks so funny when he presses the button and closes up. It's just at the end. Yeah, we were saying that yesterday. Made him so realistic. It's yeah. like. Everyone loves him. It's kind of become the 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 child show, the ba the baby Yoda show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What's he gonna do next? Yeah, exactly. Um, so another thing that came out over the last week as well um, was regarding 
the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, which I saw a few things coming out. I, saw, I actually saw the the first story I saw in the news was about them all reuniting all the original cast yeah. apart from Uncle Phil, um, reuniting, and I thought, are they coming all back together to do a reboot of it with them now? I mean, would that work? And then the more I dug into it, I know there's something that you'll you'll talk about in a minute, Matt, but they were talking that um, a a reboot of it as such in more of a, a serious kind of modern day version with all the original characters, not the actors, um, has been signed up for two seasons uh, in America, I believe on a streaming service called Peacock. Um, Which is NBC's so, one, I think, isn't it? Right, okay. <laughs> Um, and the guy who done that, there was a trailer that came out last year. Again, I, I didn't even know this got released. That and, was a fan trailer, yeah. That, yeah, and a, fa- a fan made one by Morgan Cooper. Um, nice. which and, and I watched that this week, yeah, it was incredible. And it's so funny when you see them kind of calling each other by their actual character names, and you think, God, this and but in like a dark, gritty sort of, yeah, really serious version of it hmm. will, will smith apparently saw it and was like buzzing about it and he's going to be involved with morgan cooper in the reboot so um that's it's quite nice. exciting but yeah. but on in addition to that i know matt you've seen something bel-air related mm, which is which uh, links to i think a few weeks ago we was talking about how uh airbnb were doing different sort of interesting places mm. you could stay and we talked about you could rent the last remaining blockbuster um video and have sort of a retro Amazing. night there um but now you have the original mansion um from uh, the fresh prince um that you can rent for the night which is insane and looking at it, the, the rooms and they i think they're quite modern but they're done in a sort of fresh prince style with his clothes and sort of shoes and stuff like that around there but the, the good thing, you know, for the fans is it's thirty dollars a night, which is really right. yeah, travel I was say, how prices, much is it? Like isn't it? A night or something. Yeah, yeah, well, that's what you'd yeah. expect, wouldn't you? Yeah. Like these big weekends, you'd think, wow, you know, I'm gonna pay the premium, but thirty dollars a night, um, starting from September 29th, but it is only available to LA County residents, um, <laughs> so we're completely out of luck with that one. There's, there's always some way to stop us from. Uh... It's a spoiler, yeah, yeah, exactly. But, but yeah, that is that is incredible. Yeah, because that was massive. That. But but I saw the same headline with that, and I'm sure it was Will Smith and the guy, wasn't it? The guy who played Jazzy Jeff, and they were saying, like, Jazzy like, Jeff. Like, yeah, Jazzy, yeah, yeah, Jazzy Jeff. <laughs> they're, they're, they're um they're <laughs> renting it out to people. It was like it was their decision. Yeah, like their do place. they own it? I don't know. I don't think they do. I don't know. Think they do. I don't know. It doesn't say anywhere who owns it, and it, but it does say, um, "I'm handing you the keys, so you'll have my wing of the mansion all to yourself." So I'm guessing it's whoever owns it now has seen the opportunity of, "All oh, right, that's coming back." So I'm gonna make a few quid mm. um, from doing it. Um, but I grew up watching that. I used to love that. It, well, it was one of those programs that was always. It, it seemed like you'd had your dinner and you put put the t- TV on or and something and it was song. there you sing was on. the song as well yeah everyone knows everyone the song. knows the song yeah <laughs> but what, what freaked me out with the song fairly recently this was was when you listen to the theme like the proper song there's an extra verse on it yeah it's extended it always throws you off yeah, yeah. and I remember listening to it and the first time I turned I think what is this yeah stuff? where'd that come from yeah <laughs> I, I, Re- my, remix my whole past was a lie there's an yeah. extra verse do you do you think you would um, be keen on seeing a, a reimagined version of it, like a modern day version of the show? I'm not, to be honest, I'm not that passionate about the original that I'm bothered. It's not like what you were saying, Paul, about June, something you hold yeah. so to your yeah, heart. Yeah. It was a good show and it was a fun show. See, see what happens. What I'd be wary of, though, is them making it really gritty or something like taking it so far away. Dramatic. Yeah, mm. did it, it covered? I think some serious subjects, from what I remember, like serious, mm. like, real world day to day issues that someone of that age or or someone would face, which I think is important. It's a good way of translating it in a comedy form. But you know, if the Fresh Prince starts killing people or something like. <laughs> <laughs> it's on a rampage yeah that's it 
dark yeah. twist to it. What else has caught your eye this week, Matt? Well, linking to um, sort of uh, things we watched in the past, I watched uh, something that I probably I would hazard a guess at probably twenty years since I'd seen this, if not more. Um, which is a film called The Wizard, um, which ha- it was from nineteen eighty nine, I believe. Yep, nineteen eighty nine. Um, which starred Fred Savage, who I don't know if you, both of you remember, was a huge star at the time. Yeah. Did you ever see The Wonder Years, James? You mm. might have missed it. It might be just before your time. Bit, bits and pieces. And The Wonder Years was something that was, I don't know, it was, it was almost like, I guess, the Friends, sort of, of yeah. that, like that sort of level of success of a sitcom um, about um, Fred Savage's Kevin? Kevin? Yeah, I think it was Kevin, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, growing up. But anyway, I, I digress. The The Wizard was um, a film that was basically a massive endorsement from Nintendo from yeah. start to finish, which is cool in its own right. Then they probably think, oh, God, you know, it's just um, capitalism or, or whatever. But look, watching it now, it's, it's brilliant. Like every, but every moment they're in a diner, oh, look, there's Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> and, and they're playing, playing that, or <laughs> oh look, there's this, and like every scene, there's a nez, or there's there's like something that they're fitting into it. Um, but it's it's the story of a, a boy. He's got learning difficulties. He's uh, sort of struggling because he's been put in a home, and his stepbrother takes him, and they go on this sort of road trip to California, um, and they discover that he's really really good at games. Um, so they then as a result, sort of end up, they need money, so they end up entering him into a Nintendo tournament. Um, but you meet all these sort of characters along the way, and the, the guy who um, sort of Paul mentioned earlier, Lucas, I think he's called, is that he has a power glove, which, you know, at the time, but for me, a power glove was this elusive sort of, you know, thing that you'd never seen in the flesh. Oh. Which, do you know what power glove is, James? No, go on. It's so they, Nintendo made this thing, which was essentially a glove with a controller on it, right. and you could you sort of do this with your hand, yeah, and control a car or a controller. It's like almost early virtual reality, in a right, right, right. I'm with you. Um, and there's this kid they meet in this diner or something like that, and he's got this case. Where, and he opens it up, and the power gloves in the in the case. And it's this big dramatic thing, and he says. I love the power glove. It's not <laughs> bad. It's the coolest thing ever. I never had one of them. I always wanted one of them. I, I had a NES and I had all the accessories, but I, and I, I think I even had a Robbie robot, but I didn't have the glove. I still want a glove. <laughs> I still want it now. Get on eBay. I'm yeah. Sure I'm yeah, well, yeah, if I could afford that. Yeah, I think it's going to be in the thousands for one of them these days. But it's, it's amazing. That sort of, as a film, it's totally enjoyable. What surprised me and I guess it's the same as what I was saying recently about Karate Kid. Do you remember these films in the context of like how, oh yeah, it's a film with just Nintendo in it or whatever. Or, oh, that's a cool like retro film. It, the the storyline is pretty serious. I wouldn't. I'm not going to spoil sort of the, the plot as such for anyone. But at the end, tearing up like the, yeah. the 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 final bit of it where like this this thing happens. Wow, this is some heavy acting going on. But it's got some good acts. It's got Fred Savage, got Christian Slater's the older brother, and Bo Bridges uh, again was a, to a big actor of that time. It's quality, and it. I, I haven't it, seen it since I was a kid. Oh, you should watch it because yeah. it, um, they did a um, sort of a full HD restoration of it. So it's all oh, right. Okay. It, yeah, okay, I remember to probably. Fifteen years ago, whatever you could only sort of get DVD quality, but now it's you know full restoration. And the interesting thing is, after as I always do, after I watch something, do a bit of research into it and looking into it. Apparently, the director wanted to make it into a more serious movie, and there's sort of a, a version of it that he created. It was about two and a half hours long, and it had really? all, all stuff about um sort of the older brother and who had a drink problem which you don't see any of that in in the actual f- film i think maybe the dad alludes to it once in an argument but there's no so none of that covered and they, they meet sort of a runaway girl who joins them on the journey and you you see more of her home life because she she tells all these stories about how wonderful her life is but 
she actually sort of lives in this trailer in the middle of the desert, sort of somewhere, and her dad's a trucker and that. So yeah, you hear a little bit more about that. But um, I'd yeah, love to, to watch that, that again. Yeah, and the extent, I don't know whether you can get the extended one or whether that was just um, something the director made. But apparently, they wanted to make it into a family film, obviously because Nintendo was in it. Mm. So Nintendo didn't want a gritty um, thing. Yeah, put people off the nez at the mm. time. But it, it shows you as well for me the like you see now about esports and and stuff and streaming and like that sort of thing and you I don't know in your mind it's easy to imagine that as quite a recent thing yeah but like seeing the Nintendo tournament that they had there and they got on the big stage and they got people standing on the stage sort of with the controllers and they're they're playing the games competitively <clears throat> and there were regional heats and all, all of that sort of stuff no that. Esports started 30 it years was, ago, really. You know, that was ago. the formation of it. The money wasn't yeah. it, but like, like there is now. Um, but yeah, it's there. Yeah. Which I think links us to... Hi, gents. Um, my question is about... Um, games and it comes from Netflix's new TV show High Score which talks about computer games and in the second episode it talks about having call centres that were available for people to call up if they were struggling on particular games so that made made me think about what are the toughest games you've ever played or the toughest part of a game that you can remember and then secondly what have you ever done in terms of uh, beating really difficult games? Have you cheated? Have you um, asked someone else to do it for you? Uh, have you bought guides or have you actually called up one of those um, centers where, and I have, I remember being very young and phoning up about broken sword, which I couldn't solve and charging something like 20 quid to the phone bill. All right. Cheers, lads. Thanks. So as Paul said in his question and linked to what I was saying, the wizard on, um, the documentary high score and they show a lot about sort of the competitive side and the tournaments and things like that um but in the wizard as well you do have the the girl ringing up before the tournament ringing the helpline and saying oh i've got this game you know zelda blah 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 i'm stuck at this bit where do you do it and there's a guy in his cube called winner binder and he's looking up all the stuff and things like that which, which i find amazing um paul did you use yeah, Such yeah i remember using them and i remember uh the adverts being in the magazines because i used to buy the magazines um because i started gaming from the atari 2600 so i'm back in the first kind of console and arcade machines and whatever and by the time it got to i think nez and the amiga i had those were the ones that had some of the tougher games um and you'd phone up and say how do i do this and they'd tell you and yeah i remember using it i don't remember there being big phone bills or anything to do that <laughs> My parents telling me that I'd um, cost them a fortune. But no, um, yeah, I, I remember doing it. I remember the adverts being there clearly. Set, and it actually had the pictures of like four guys or something. And it'd be like Paul and Matt and James or whatever to say, call us on this number and we'll help you on this game and stuff. So, yeah, I do remember that. And and when you rang them up, I mean, I, I don't ever recall um, calling any of these numbers up to, to get help. And me and Mark are the same age. So maybe I just wasn't into gaming as much as Mark was. But what what would they would they literally talk you through how to get past that level? From what I remember, I mean, it's a long time ago. I'm mm. old now, so you know, <laughs> grey hairs have settled in. I don't have the memory, but I remember phoning up and the nicest people, like literally as we are now, just talking to a kid and saying, "This is this is where you're going to go. Did you get to this bit? Yeah, right. Okay, from there, do you see this? Yeah. Okay, pause the game and you know, jump up yeah. onto there. You'll find this little secret. Go to there and all that kind of stuff. And the only, I mean, there wasn't the internet back in uh, my day, so it was mm. literally magazines or yeah. that phone number. And the magazines would also have the cheats and the. Mm -hmm. I think there was a thing called Game Genie and all those kind yeah, of things. Game Genie, yeah. Type in and get all the codes and cheat. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was it it was something that I definitely used. Don't remember how many times, but I remember phoning it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so I'm the same. I, I never got. Um, sorry, I'm not saying. I was going to say I'm the same with you, James. I, I never called any of these things up. I remember buying the magazines and them having sort of tips and tricks and stuff mm. like that, and and those sort of things. Or I guess sort of more word of mouth that people would say, oh, if you do 
you know, if you do this oh, at yeah, this yeah. point, on like in Mario, the the one that sort of sticks in my head, Mario, when you run along that first level, the first Super Mario Bros, you jump up and you go outside yeah. the screen, and like those sort of things that were always sort of circulated around, but never called a, a hotline. I remember in that era, or probably the era that um, started me off with gaming was uh, I played a bit of a sort of PC game, but the one sort of really into the NES is probably like what started i remember turtles on the mm, nes was that was awesome brutal. that was that was my one of my difficult games that was the one that used to like as so kid, unforgiving wasn't it yeah. yeah used to pull my hair out of that one i think i only got to the final level maybe once in my entire oh, life of playing with NES, and that was a long time so that just the it, technodrome at the end i just remember you'd, you'd be doing all right and then you'd have to get to that bit where you'd have to come out in the sewer and then you get like run yeah. over or, or <laughs> something like Switching that that's you like, the electricity oh. and I, I just remember all that being an absolute nightmare so i can't remember what i was watching i think it might have been the high score documentary and i saw there was a picture of the swimming level of mm. turtles i was just like, oh sweat. god what would you what would you say matt was your because i think mark asked what what was the one of the toughest games you've ever played i think the the one that sticks in memory and it's a recent game cuphead <laughs> i remember the first like i wanted cuphead for months before that game came out and got it the visuals and, on that is, i don't oh, get you stunning, an artist. It? but it was oh god i remember playing but it was so so harsh like the bosses and stuff were just so harsh but i loved it because it took me back to um when games you had to learn the the habits of that particular character and i think with a lot of without saying like a complete old man a lot of games now it holds your hand to a certain degree through the thing and it's yeah. Oh, you have to do that. You have to do that. And the boys, the, my my two sons, get so frustrated with older games because they don't do that. And like, oh, why? Why can't I do it? Why yeah. can't I do it? My girls are saying it. You got to learn it. You got to think. Look, look what he's doing there. He's doing this. So you have to wait for him to do that, and then you can shoot him or whatever. And it really sort of harked back to that, which I loved. You know, and I'm one of the people that I won't give up and I will sit there and I will hate the game so much, but I will just do it again and again and again and again and again until you've you've got that one moment where it, it all falls into place. Mm. Yeah. Definitely cuphead. Yeah. yeah. Mine would be um from the PlayStation One, Metal Gear Solid, because I just remember such an amazing game. But just that noise of Solid Snake every time you get killed. I think it was like a... Aah! It was like some sort of like he's dying in pain. And just memories of that noise. And I, I I don't think I ever cheated on it. But I do remember probably Mark actually helping me get past certain levels if, if I was struggling with it. But and another thing that Mark mentioned there about... Um, I remember getting like guides for games you used to be able to buy like a4 yeah, yeah. paper paper guides for for different games and i remember i definitely had one for a game like that it might have been splinter cell or something like that but also i had one i remember having one for a wrestling game where it told you how to do every single move basically and if you needed to know how to do a finisher or whatever because there were certain ones that you just didn't have a clue you might have had to get them into a certain turnbuckle or whatever but yeah they used to be pretty helpful but uh don't think I've ever can't remember any cheating going on. But in fact there was there was actually a cheat. I can't even remember what game it was for, but I just remember the combination was up, down, left, right, A start at the same time. But I I couldn't tell you what game it was for. That just always sticks in my mind for some reason. I don't know. So if anyone's listening and knows what game that was for, I would like to play it again. Um <laughs> so and do with that. The cheat. Too. Yeah, with yeah, with yeah. I remember on Metal Gear Solid, I never really played it, but I had a mate who had it. Um, shout out to Phil. And he um I remember watch, watching him play it, and the, the hardest part of that game for me was the cutscenes, because they're about three hours long each yeah. cutscene. <laughs> You'd finish a level and then oh my god, they're they're still talking. I just don't want to know anymore. I don't want to know. As well. Weren't they unskippable on the first one or something? Yeah. You couldn't skip yeah. them. These days, I'm just like, skip, 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 skip. I just want yeah. to play the game. <laughs> yeah. Paul, what, what was your hardest? I think having 
tried to think about it. Turtles, yeah, um, on the NES. But I think on the, I think it was the SNES, and I think it was the PC as well, was um, Ghosts and Goblins or Ghouls and Ghosts. Mm. That and drove me bonkers. I played yeah. that a lot. I think it was called Super Ghouls and Ghosts on the, on the SNES. And before that, it was um, Ghosts and Goblins or something like that, Ghouls and Ghosts. And that's where you're the little knight with yeah. the lance and you change weapons and stuff and you end up being naked because you're I was not just saying, that's why i love that game he lost his armor that's yeah so he just had his little, like kind of cloth pants on and stuff and uh that drove me bonkers i've i've even played that recently um and still i don't think i can get off the first level as soon as i get to the kind of there's a like a platform bit at the yeah. end there's fire plants so i can't do it any other game like mario games or whatever fine and i've played recently i tried to you know the um mini snes yeah um that you can buy well um, I'd put other games on it. You can add games to it. Yeah. And I'd put new uh, the Mario 1, 2, 3. So my youngest wanted to play something with me. So I said, let's try Super Mario 3 because you can do it alternate, you know, Mario and Luigi. And you yeah. used to she did not like it. She couldn't do the platforming on it. So I'm like, no, all you do is this. Can't do it. You know, on Super Mario 3, you can run, you get the, the yeah. uh, not the raccoon. Raccoon hats. Yeah, it's, it's called yeah. Tanuki, Tanuki hat or something, yeah. whatever it's called. And you can fly and stuff and then... You know, all that stuff. She didn't want to do it. She just fed up, put controller down, left. But they're both amazing at games. I've got a 17-year-old who plays games all the time. And I've got a 13-year-old now, both girls, but they play games. And um, they just don't like the old games. If I try to get them to play any of the retro games, they won't play them. But my youngest and I now, two months ago, we discovered Fortnite. A bit late, yeah. but because I didn't want to play it. I tried to play it on the stream on Twitch. Nope. I couldn't do it. I'm old. I can't build. I can't shoot. I couldn't do it. And also having one eye, it's not easy to but hit aiming. When you, yeah, when you and drive <laughs> and anything else. And um, we started playing that two months ago, and we've got to the point now where 50-50, we win. We win yeah. every time. So we're getting really, really good, and we love it, and we play it every day. She's got the Switch. She sits in my room. I'm doing it on the PC. My other daughter sometimes joins in on the PS4 in my room. We'll sit together and play it so we're not shouting across the house. Um, <laughs> when it comes to retro stuff, no, they 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 don't like them. It's funny you say Fortnite, though. I think Fortnite is an unforgiving game as well. Like, well, not an unforgiving. It, the learning curve of Fortnite is huge. Like, I swear in, I swear yeah. a lot playing that game. Yeah, yeah. If you're just, like, just being thrown into the wild, right? You're playing this game, and building particularly. I think that Ben, my oldest, is teaching me how to build in Fortnite at the moment. So I do. I'm normally uh, um, relegated to doing all these challenges, like the the challenges he <laughs> hates doing. He just wants to play it. Yeah. So I'll be up late at night, like just grinding all these challenges, so we work through the battle pass. And and he was teaching me how to 90 and, and stuff on there, which I can now do, be it very slowly. But sometimes, you, you, you know, if you're sort of inexperienced, so you're in the game and it, someone's coming on, they're building this stuff yeah. up, bang, you're dead. And, My and two nephews, that's it. They, um, they play it nonstop and they sit next to each other and they play it. And um, so not, that it ma- not, not that it matters. They've, they've both got, um, they're both on the spectrum. Yeah. And they are flawless at certain things and this game yeah. is one of them um and they're building because they, they did these things where i don't even know what it's called but it was a, a room where only the four of us would be in the room yeah. and you can kind of fight each other and build a, i can't remember what it's called but anyway it's, um uh, box something isn't it yes yeah, it's, it's something combined uh, sorry just, just four of you in there or something and yeah. they're like and i'm just like what just happened and, they box <laughs> in, and i'm just like trying to build one step and I'm like, which yeah. button is it? And my daughter's like, come on, daddy. And I'm like, I've built one ramp and they've built a tower about yeah. 50 feet tall. And I can't, I can't deal with that. Whenever my daughter and I come up against the builder, I do swear. And I go, builders, I hate them. I hate builders because you're shooting at someone. You just say, just shoot me. Just have a, just have a fight. Come on, be a man. Fight me. Freaking like 12 year old building up. Like, Taunting me with these builders. Yeah, it is though, it is. Then I go underneath and I hide and I'm like just like shaking underneath this towel away from coming down so I have an actual fight with them. I always end up dying first and watching my daughter try and like fight them and have anxiety attacks where her hands are sweating because she's been left by herself. Like fight them. <laughs> it's a great game now that I've got into it. I hated yeah. it and I deleted it off my computer. I hated it. I tried once and everyone's playing it online. I'm like, I'm going to try this out. I couldn't shoot anybody, I couldn't build. I'm like, no, delete. And then my daughter was like, I've been playing it with my friends. Do you want to try it together? I'm like, all right, I'll try it. And then I got into it. And now I'm like, yeah, let's play this. And the Marvel thing at the moment, because yeah. obviously I'm a Marvel fanatic. So playing that, 
There's a doctor. Yeah. There's an eye man. Watch out! He's pulsing, right? Repulsor rays and all that kind of stuff. It's it's yeah. quite funny. So. Fantastic crossover. But there's my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did read about that actually. The Marvel um, combining into uh, Fortnite it did look really good. And you know, well, I don't know if you know, Paul, but um, I haven't played Fortnite. The only time I have downloaded Fortnite is usually to get Matt's son at some sort of costume. Samsung or whatever exclusive it is. skin. Yeah, yeah <laughs> just because of my Android yeah, yeah. phone. Although you should be able to do that now, Matt. Um, so I'd have to buy a Samsung. Is, um, oh, is it Samsung, Samsung only? Is it? Ones, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that does, it, I mean, I, I again, I, I'm one of them ones where I'm thinking I'm probably, I've, it's gone past me now that game. If I started now, I'd be the proper noob on it who's just getting killed left, right, and centre because people you know are so far ahead. There's a certain amount of truth in that, and mm. I think you know even, no, we've been playing it for a couple of years, probably in the very most now. The level of ability of people now in Fortnite compared to a, a year ago or six months ago ridiculous like the oh. yeah it, you you are just thrown to the wolves um but they used to have um uh, what was it i can't think what it's called the matchmaking thing where they put you against a similar level i can't uh-huh. remember what the term is mm. i did that for a while and i don't know if that's still the case um mm. That's yeah. that's good. I know a lot of platforms. You know, they do that on football yeah. games. They do that in Call of Duty. So yeah. that's that's pretty good. But the but, other day, I was doing a chat as well. I was just going to say, similar to what we were talking about, the hardest things. The other day, I was doing a challenge, and my competency on the game is is limited. But you had to go to Tony Stark's. Um, uh, what's it? I can't think what they're called. It's one of the shuttles that crash. In yeah, uh, the yeah. beginning yeah. of the game, you're on the battle bus, and then the um, what they call Quinjets, they're like Quinjets, Quinjets. That's yeah. I was trying to um, think, yeah, Quinjet come along and like a load of them come and then like land on the map. And in those, there is a particular sh- uh, chest that, that you can get with sort of a mythic weapon or whatever. And the, this challenge, I had to do that literally come down, land <laughs> nice, bang, I'm out. <laughs> we, we call them the Tonys. Because you can reprogram them. You can, re- you can when you yes. down them, you can reprogram, bring them back up, can't you? So yeah. my daughter's like, I want an army of Tonys with me. So we have to go down and get them each time for them to run along next to us and fight and stuff. Yeah. If you emote, they emote as well. Oh, do they? I didn't know that. Do I've never emoted like... in games to pretty get shot. That's pretty why. <laughs> <laughs> if I do anything out in the field, I get shot. <laughs> uh, I hate it when someone... like. I'm one of those people that I'm good with games and I'll do like you said before about you'll play it and you'll play it and you'll play it and you try not to get frustrated. But if I get a one shot, someone hits me in the head and downs me, my table takes a beating. I get angry. And my daughter's like, I'm leaving. Like, no, 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 no. Just come back. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm just sweating because someone one shot me in the head. Call them everything under the sun. Yeah. (laughs) Sweet little teenagers. (laughs) I think well, I call them putrid, putrid fetuses or something is what I usually call them. Something like that. Yeah, so. Well, we've got off on a bit of a tangent there. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, but um, thanks for the question, Mark. Um, and uh, I'm sure we'll have another one again from him soon. Um, in other news, just a random bit that I saw on Twitter in the last seven days was about um, robots in Japan We've talked about robots a few times, Matt. You're a big fan of um, robots in general, and I'm sure if you yeah. could own, if you could own one, you'd have one probably. Yeah, I, I want a Boston Dynam- Dynamics spot dog. I'd, yeah. I'd have that sit next to me. It'd be great. Yeah. If I was gonna have a robot, it'd be one of the ones. If you did, you ever watch Humans on Channel Four? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd have one of them. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, we'll, we'll leave that there. Um, so in, in Japan, um, there's a supermarket chain or a convenience store chain called Lawson that have developed um, these robots that you can operate remotely from your home to stock shelves. And I'm right. not joking. It's like v, they've got like VR headsets on. So you'd be sat and, and the video that I saw on Twitter was one actually working live in action there's a guy sat in his bedroom like you know like we probably are now with with his vr headset on and he wears like these gloves not a power glove um (laughs) and shame at the same so he can then see what the robot is seeing down the frozen aisle of this lawson (laughs) supermarket right and he's literally 
using these gloves to pick up food to put on the shelves and apparently with them you can sense like feeling in the glove like when you're actually holding something in the store it's, yeah. it's, it sounds mad um it's like a futuristic but, supermarket sweep yeah it's like an idea for a new tv show <laughs> but but they're also they're they're also um voice activated as well so they can you can talk through them so if customers yeah. are in the store because obviously they're putting these robots out to do this but you will still have people walking around the store so you can interact with them as well and talk to that person who's sat indoors um but the plan is that by 2022 they want to have like 20 of their stores with these robots stocking up i thought it's i was just future. blew my mind it's the future what's the benefit of it though what what if well they were, they they were saying because in japan i think a third of the population there is over 65 so right. they're saying to get workers you know who want to go and stock shelves and that there's there's limited numbers i guess and what they were saying as well is that potentially this could be operated by the three of us from overseas we could be sat here stocking shelves in japan <laughs> i mean that, sure. i think that'd be pretty cool because it, you could they should do it as you said paul you should do it as like a game scenario because there are, i know i've seen on um youtube there are vr games where you pretend you're working in a shop i, I can't remember what they're called but you, yeah you're there and you're like scanning stuff and you're talking to people as they come in yeah just gamify it we're 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 here oh, what should i do yeah let's work in supermarket for a bit i'm doing nothing i'll do that I'll <laughs> and it's no problem brilliant and get paid for it yeah yeah but i did I... see the similar sort of um concept there's a uh, travel documentary Sue Perkins I think it's the end of last year and she went to Japan and she was visiting like different things and there was a, a, a guy who was um, very seriously physically disabled to the point where he, I think he could just lay down but he was through exactly that sort of technology he was able to work as a waiter in, in a restaurant and, and sort really? of literally drove the thing up to the table and he was talking they were talking to him the order was taking that and then he could drive and to go to another table or whatever That's so it does one. you know in the series real world application is brilliant because it does open up so much for um for people to do yeah it's, it's amazing great. when you see that what some of the things the ideas and technology mm. out in in asia in general um yeah and it's yeah. embraced i think i hope that um no, we see it as from like a casual sort of observer's point of view overseas and thinking, oh, you know, in Japan they got all this cool stuff. I hope it is like that actually in Japan. Do you know what I mean? I hope it's just not a story that we see and then we think, ah, Japan's like that. No, I really you know, I hope they, they yeah, are, absolutely. you know, that embracing of that sort of technology. So it's so cool. I've been there I've... twice. I haven't been there for very well since I was a kid. But um, from what I remember, it was one of the nicest, coolest places. Mm, I bet. Shops there. When you used to go in and Hello Kitty was all the rage. And you know what I mean? All those kind of, everything yeah. was one, you know, focus. And you just wanted to buy everything on the shelves. Mm. So, yeah. I, I imagine I imagine going there feels like you're stepping into the future. You, you, yeah, know, you know where like you have them ideas. Yeah. So it's something like five to 20 years ahead of us. And we literally catch up. And then the USA is like, a few years behind us, aren't they, with their flip phones and stuff? So, and then, I think with their music, they're still on Elvis Presley. But when it comes to their technology, yeah. they're mm. they're like God knows how they have five or ten years, and then we catch up slowly. Yeah. So, yeah. so we might have robots in the future. Might be like stacking shelves in Tesco's and stuff sometime soon from home. Yeah. Well, we're a lot of us are working from home with the uh, pandemic, so that could be another uh, another string to our bow, couldn't it? Sit filling shelves on your lunch break. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I think that's it. I was just going to mention one thing before you finish. You right. in episode three ten. I've been watching you. <laughs> you saying about Karate Kid? Yay! I am an obsessive of Karate Kid as well. Funnily enough, look, I have the Daniel son <sighs> and the Daniel son. Wow. Well, no, it's 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 the remake. I can't remember. Um, re, who did it? React reaction. I can't read it because my eyes. Reaction from someone who's done it, and that's the Funko Pop vinyl. But really I cool. grew up being called Daniel Sun because I came from Hong Kong to England, 
my stepdad was Japanese. Yeah. Supposedly, he told me the story of me catching a fly with chopsticks. Right, <laughs> kid. And I grew up right kid being my biggest Amazing. thing. So you talking about it, and Cobra Kai, which I watched two seasons of and was obsessed with. Yeah, I was watching it going, me, me, me. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to add that in. No, I, I watched that. That is and, really yeah, cool. Amazing. Me as well. So. Well, that, that I think draws us uh, to the end of the episode. Thank you very much um, for listening as always. Um, all of our shows um, are now being put in video on YouTube and we do divide them up into little clips. So please check that out. And if you do like them, please do um, sort of uh, subscribe to the channel so you don't miss any. And on all platforms, um, we do really appreciate every like that we get on the uh, episodes because it does give us uh, an indication of, of our fans and who's out there. Um, Paul, did you want to plug any of your ventures in terms of twitch and so on um i haven't been doing twitch recently i will be doing it again once my i get sorted hopefully because i can't really do much um but i am kryptonian warrior on twitch you can look that up and kryptonian warrior cosplay on instagram for my old uh, cosplay costumes i'm hoping to do batman again in the future so there'll be another version once i'm sorting myself out um apart from that yeah i don't think i've got anything else that's currently running so and we will Thank put you. the links um, below and the episode and, and put those out there so people can find you. Thank you for having Things me. Threads? No, yeah, thank, thank you thank, for coming. Definitely. Yeah, for coming on. Sorry about the babbling. Pleasure. <laughs> yeah, but that's what the show is based on. <laughs> there, there has to be babbling. Yeah. Um, no, just again, as Matt said, find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, and on our website, thisweekinmetropolis.com. Until, and if you uh, have, sorry, I've just ruined your outro. Um, but if you have any, um, if you have your notifications on on Instagram, do keep an eye out because we did um, the other day the very first um, live discussion um, of something we've seen, and we're going to try and fit as many of those in as we can. If a new trailer comes out or something like that, we'll we'll get on to uh, Instagram live and uh, give you our first sort of impressions of that. So do keep an eye out for that. Yeah. Um, until next week thanks for uh, listening and goodbye